Hello listeners, welcome to Itihasa, a Indic history podcast and you're listening to episode 25 of the season Vijayanagara. In the last episode, we delved into the different types of temple styles, their components and gradual evolution of majestic gopuras through the Vijayanagara period, which served as portals to not just a divine experience but also an assertion of royal power. The ubiquitous nature of gopuras in South Indian temples is the legacy of Vijayanagara empire which had revived an architectural art form from the brink of extinction. Next time you visit a Dravidian style temple make sure you spend a minute looking at the beautiful gopura in the temple complex as an ode to the rich legacy left behind by our ancestors. In this episode and the next one too we will continue with the art and architecture series of the season before switching gears like i said in the last episode the whole series will be split up across the season in today's episode we will explore the art architecture and philosophy of vidya shankara temple of shringeri which was one of the most important temples that were built during the vijayanagara empire The picture that you can see in this episode's cover art in your podcast player is the Vidya Shankara Temple that's located in Shringeri which is in the Chikmagalur district of Karnataka. It stands high on the left bank of the Tunga River. Tunga River that's born in the Western Ghats and flows through the districts of Chikmagalur and Shimoga is famous for the sweetness of its water. and is considered to be one of the sweetest natural waters in the world there is a saying which goes like this tunga pana ganga snana which loosely translates to drink the water of tunga and bathe in the water of ganga vidya shankara temple is said to have been built in 1338 as a tribute and memorial to the 10th jagat guru of the shringeri matha shri vidya shankara who was also known as Sri Vidya Thirtha Mahaswami. He had lived from 1229 to 1333. If you remember the finale episode of the Foundation series, A Guru's Grace, it was Vidya Thirtha who was the guru of Vidyaranya. He also happens to be the guru and predecessor of the 11th Jagat Guru, Bharati Thirtha, who is referred to in the very important Sringeri Taluk inscription dated to 1346 AD on the occasion of coronation of Harihara I of Sangama dynasty and the first Vijayanagara ruler. Bharati Thirda was the brother of Vidyaranya who goes on to become not only the Rajaguru of the Vijayanagara rulers but also the 12th Jagat Guru of Sringeri Sharda Peetam. Bharati Thirda and Vidyaranya were the disciples of Sri Vidya Shankara or Vidya Thirtha Mahaswami. Apart from being an extraordinary scholar, Vidya Shankara was a great guru and a visionary who had attained his samadhi in 1333. As per tradition, Vidya Shankara's blessings and encouragement to Harihara and Bukka was crucial in giving them the support as well as the impetus to establish a powerful Hindu empire as a strong defense against the Islamic onslaught. The Vidya Shankara temple is built entirely of granite 
a material not in much use in that part of Karnataka till then. The plan of the temple is elliptical and has six entrances. It looks like two semicircles joined by a rectangular block in the center. Though Hindu temples resemble one another in their basic plan and follow the rules laid down by the Shilpa Shastras and Agamas, the geographical differences, the rulers or patrons who built them, the historical influences in the Sthala Puranas give each one of them its uniqueness. The Vidya Shankara temple is a very interesting piece of Vijayanagara architecture. It has a very unique plan and layout resulting from a bold and harmonious mixture of styles. While it was built by Vijayanagara founders but viewed from a distance and at a first glance it looks very similar to a Hoysala temple. Those who have visited or studied at least a handful of pictures of the Hoysala temples they would instantly recognize the Vidya Shankara temple to be one and they can be excused for being mistaken. This similarity or should I say the Hoysala style that is dominating and bursting out from this temple is really not an accident. It's very much intentional and there's a nice explanation for that which we'll see in this episode. There are few things that this temple's style illustrates clearly. Normally the construction style of a temple is linked to a particular dynasty or a ruling house. But that wouldn't be entirely accurate as this temple and many other examples illustrate. Instead the style of a temple is more closely linked to the prevailing trends technologies of the period in question which then influence the construction style. Since trends and traditions don't tend to change overnight with the advent of a new empire or a dynasty the existing trends and design patterns are instead embraced then gradually adapted and developed as time goes the skills of the artisans and engineers improve by leaps and bounds finally there will come an inflection point when the new replaces the old and becomes the default standard of the age let's take the example of vidya shankara temple itself this was clearly built by the first vijayanagara ruler harihara 1 of sangama dynasty in 1338 ad like i indicated earlier this was two years after the unofficial foundation of vijayanagara empire for those who are curious to know why i said unofficial foundation check out the episodes on sangamas in the foundation series Now the question is why would Harihara build a temple that looks like a Hoysala temple One of the reasons I already mentioned earlier which was the obvious prevailing temple styles and trends of the age Having said that there's more to it than meets the eye Harihara 1 was sending a clear message by building the Vidya Shankara temple in a fusion style with heavy influence of Hoysalas It's important to point out that as of 1338 the Hoysala monarch Veerabhallala III was still alive and we already saw the interesting relation between him and Sangamas and we also looked at the role played by Shringeri Matha in legitimizing the Sangamas to wear the mantle of defenders of Sanatana Dharma in the south When one connects these dots Harihara was not only showing his reverence to the shringeri matha for actively supporting the rise of sangamas 
with the help of a social and religious outreach among the masses. But Harihara was also showing his gratitude to the visionary Hoysala monarch Veerabhallala for being an important power behind the political and military rise of Sangamas. In the interest of a larger strategic cause of putting up a fight against the Tughlaqs in South India. We explored the story in one of the foundation series episodes dedicated to Veerabhallala and the Sangamas. For those who haven't listened to the story, do check out the Blood of the Last Hoysala episode in the foundation series. Veerabhallala is a fascinating character indeed and he is one of my favorite characters in this whole season. Now let me tell you what is the uniqueness of the Hoysala architecture and why I say Vidya Shankara temple was a fusion of Dravida temple building style with Karnataka's regional style that became really prevalent among the artisans in the Hoysala period. As per temple architecture experts Professor Adam Hardy and Dr Manoj Gundanna they classify Hoysala architecture as Karnata Dravida temple style that is unique and distinct from the Tamil style we saw earlier having said that it doesn't mean that the Hoysala architecture has evolved from Dravida style and then went tangential to it no that's not the case and in fact its temples closely follow the Dravidian architecture but Hoysala architecture can fool one into thinking like that it is mostly due to the optical illusion that's created due to the distinct visual patterns created as a result of sharp angles tight carvings and the attention to minute details the temples of hoysalas are known for their elegance with crisp and intricate carvings while hoysalas constructed a lot of temples during their reign the temples as such weren't huge in size Instead these temples had a lot of depth in the embellishments and exquisite carvings that on first sight will look like they were made with modern cutting edge tooling some of the popular features of hoysala temples are that they were built to a stellate plan or also known as star pattern plan most of the hoysala temples were built with soft soapstone and very intricately carved with inventive decoration and ornamentation majority of the hoysala temples have a plain covered entrance porch supported by circular or bell shaped pillars which were further carved and molded with decorative motifs these pillars look like they have been carved using modern lathes that's how perfect and glossy they look Hoysala architecture itself had its roots in the western chalukyan architecture like i explained earlier no architectural pattern with respect to temples comes out of blue or in overnight there is always a process of adaptation and evolution taking place just like how we saw the simple gopuras of mahabalipuram evolve into majestic and skyscraping gopurams of vijayanagara and madurai I would like to remind the listeners to check the show notes for the links to the pictures and images of the Vidya Shankara temple that would help the listeners follow through the episode as we go Looking at the temple one can see a lower platform or also called as upapita which is about 4 feet high and it follows the contours of the temple 
a upapita enhances the height of the structure and if one notices it is in a classic stellate pattern or also known as the star pattern and the star pattern with right angle edges is typical to hoysala temples and next we see six sets of six steps all flanked by banisters in the shape of elephant heads and yalis these steps take one from the ground level to the adhisthana which is a real base of a temple these steps are placed on the east southeast southwest west northwest and northeast sides of the temple the adhisthana too follows the contours of the temple and is very elaborately embellished in a typical hoysala tradition it has eight highly ornate bands around it the first band is a lowermost band and is embellished by horses interrupted occasionally by hooded cobras camels and herds of deer note the horses and camels it's interesting that camels would be carved on a south indian temple the second band is covered with elephants in various positions and some panels show angry elephants with huge tusks the third band has flowers and some bead reliefs the fourth band consists of lotus flower motifs a peculiar peacock with a lion's head as well as the famous hoysala motif of the legendary sala killing a lion sala was the founder of hoysalas who slayed a lion single-handedly in a fight with it in order to save his jain guru sudatta the word hoysala literally means strike sala the word hoy means to strike in old kannada the fifth band has some monkeys and snakes the sixth band is the most interesting band as it has magnificent reliefs of narratives a long procession of royalty ending with ashwamedha yagna takes up the whole of the south and southwest sides of the temple there is also the kiratarjuniya story that follows ashwamedha yagna panels immediately kiratarjuniya story is an epic sanskrit poem written in the 6th century ce that describes the battle between lord shiva in the guise of kirata which means mountain dwelling hunter and arjuna the battle between shiva and arjuna ends with shiva being pleased with arjuna's skill and talent and he gifts him with the pashupatastra next we see a panel identified as adi shankaracharya and his four disciples followed by yogis and acharyas imparting knowledge the yogis are in complex yogasanas the seventh band has some yantras on it which marks the floor level of the temple and the final eighth band has a frieze of dancers in various poses and musicians with instruments such as pipes and drums the outer wall or what is called as bhai bhitti is adorned by a series of ornate rectangular columns projecting from the wall placed at regular intervals each of these columns has an inverted lotus pattern below a sort of frame or falaka that have bracket arms shaped in typical vijayanagara style this unique vijayanagara style of an inverted lotus bud is called pushpa padigai another fascinating aspect of the temple exterior is the chains of stone rings that are cut off from the same stone 
and are seen hanging down from the eastern end. This is yet another feat of Vijayanagara workmanship. In between the pairs of rectangular columns I described earlier is a grand array of 61 large sculptures that are framed by Makara Torana arches. Here Brahma Vishnu in his the Savitaras, Shiva in various leela and Samhara murti forms are seen. Devi Parvati in all her splendor along with Lakshmi and Saraswati add beauty to the external walls. Now coming to the top of the temple the shikara rises over the western side in three distinct tiers of circular stories or talas of gradually diminishing height and diameter. In the inside Nandi the vahana of the deity is installed in the sanctum facing the cardinal points. This is a classic south indian feature in the temples. Then there is a sukhanasa or also it is basically external facing ornamentation structure over the entrance to the garbhagriha or inner shrine. So one can see the sukhanasa in a typical hoysala style with a rectangular entrance leading to a narrow hollow pathway into the temple. The temple as such has a corrugated roof pattern which was a necessity even in those days due to the heavy rains that this region experiences. Things get even more interesting in the inside of the temple from the eastern doorway which is flanked by Shivadwara palas and distinct change in the style used is noticed. Basically one moves from a hoysala influence exterior to a Tamil Dravida influenced interior. One can enter the Navaranga mandapa from the southern and northern doors too. The enclosed mandapa whose ceiling is divided into 9 squares has 12 highly ornate pillars of the typical 16th century Vijayanagara temples. Vijayanagara artisans of the 14th century were obsessed about highly decorative pillars with square bases and the ornate pushpa pudige corbels on top of them. And this obsession with the pillars that we see in this 14th century Vidya Shankara temple becomes a signature of the Vijayanagara empire you know as it goes one can see sculptures of elephant with an upraised trunk a rearing yali with a heroic rider in the middle and a heavy projecting bracket of elephants lions and composite animals are seen on the side of the pillar facing the open inner space The Yali figure is a mysterious mythological creature seen in many South Indian temples and these are often used on pillars. It's a hybrid creature portrayed as part lion, part elephant and a part horse. And Vijayanagara artisans use this figure extensively in their art and architecture. Another interesting thing that displays the amazing skill of Vijayanagara sculptors is the movable stone balls in the mouths of these yali figures each of these yali pillars bears the image of a sign of the zodiac and such zodiac sign pillars are a rarity in temples and even more so on the pillars of temples these zodiac pillars are arranged in such a way that the early morning rays of the sun fall on one of them in the order of the 12 solar months and the floor of the mandapa which is marked by shadow lines act as a sundial 
and the ceiling of mandapa with nine blocks represents the navagraha mandala in the central square which is almost 16 feet high is carved a lotus with a still unopened bud in the center it also has four parrots hanging upside down trying to peck at it the garbagriha of the temple houses the vidyashankara linga two additional shrines both facing the east are the vidya ganapati shrine to the right of the vidyashankara linga and the durga mahishasura mardini one to the left housed in smaller shrines are the idols of brahma and his consort saraswati then vishnu and lakshmi and shiva and parvati all in all there are six shrines in this temple interestingly though the style on the outside follows the hoysala style the finesse or the intricate detailing of the hoysala sculptures is not attained here because this temple has patterns with the walls having number of gaps and projections to provide greater space for decorative carvings and reliefs and this is uh, not exactly how an hoysala temple uh, uses its walls so this is where it, there is some deviation this deviation is mostly due to the fact that the material used is a variety of granite which apart from being hard is also a little flaky in short the vijayanagara architects did not use the same soft soapstone which the hoysalas always used soft soapstone is normally very soft and allowed finer chiseling so this was the overall architecture of the temple from a design and sculpting perspective now let's look at this temple from the perspective of philosophy because a hindu temple is not just a stone and brick structure it's a form of expression of a philosophy too it was inevitable that the rich tradition of indian philosophy would find its way into indian art and architecture the vidya shankara temple being a tribute to the 10th shringeri pontiff reflects the philosophy of adi shankaracharya as per tradition adi shankaracharya is credited with bringing the timely awareness to a fractured hindu society in the aftermath of the fall of gupta empire for this reason shankaracharya's principal teachings the panchayatana puja the depiction of shanmatas and the importance of a guru are the dominant themes of this temple the panchayatana puja or the worship of the five principal deities of hinduism namely shiva vishnu devi ganapati and surya was a long established mode of worship however the spirit of this mode had been lost due to factionalism narrow mindedness and intolerance which had slowly but surely crept into a fragmented hindu society adi shankaracharya believed that an exclusive approach to any god could induce avoidable fanaticism and to deal with this aspect shankaracharya reintroduced panchayatana puja he was aware that due to the frailty of human nature one tends to have a favorite among favorites similarly the concept of anishta devata a most preferred god amongst all other gods like the first among equals so in this particular mode of worship or puja the devotee places the most loved deity in the center without neglecting the other deities who are placed around the central one and the vidyashankara temple represents the shiva panchayatana 
இந்த கர்ப்பகிரிசன்ட்ரிஷன்ஸ்ட்ரிஷன்ஸ்ட்ரிஷன்ஸ்ட்ரிஷன்ஸ்ட்ரிஷன்ஸ்ட்ரிஷன்